We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Mavs Step Back podcast. Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning. Ball in the airline center, we bout to get litty. Luca carrying a torch, Borden jumped up on the porch. How you reckon with his force? Third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth. Look, after dirt, now the king of Dallas. Airline serving as the palace. Young team, and it's full of talent. One revenge, we accept the challenge. Luca carrying a legacy. What it take to be an MVP? Being great, know it cost a fee. Know it really Really ain't that hard to see. Hold on, wait. Silence the critics, cause they never did it. Pass out Jordan, I woke up the city. Map shoot hot like we straight out the chimney. Go back to Batman, I'm calling them Drizzy. Mo triple doubles, I'm waiting on 50. Step back smoother, you know it's so filthy. If I get down on my team, gonna lift me. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back. No, we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back. Overcame the setbacks. Starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back. Like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. 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 How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. And look, guys, today we're not going to spend, you know, a full hour on this, but it seems like the theme of this Mavs offseason, at least so far, has been we have to have at least one topic where we irrationally freak out about, about it. On a uh, on a weekly basis. So this week, uh, that freakout came from Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer. Uh, he dropped a bomb that uh, if Kawhi Leonard does leave the Clippers, that the Mavs are considered uh, the favorite to land him if that happens. Now, obviously, it's not very likely that Kawhi leaves Los Angeles. But, you know, Kawhi's a weird dude. Kawhi has done stuff in the past that, you know... <laughs> <laughs> it makes you kind of scratch your head, and uh, his camp is really tight. They don't really let much out. Uncle Dennis, which, you know, who kind of calls the shots for Kawhi behind the scenes, he's a, he's a, he's a, not weird, but he's just, I don't know. Uh, it's It's kind of, how can you say sketchy without it sounding bad? It's not sketchy. He just, like, 
kind of lurks in the shadows a little bit. Uh, so there's really no way of knowing what his true intentions are. And I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the final interview Kawhi had uh, when the Clippers got eliminated, but they were asking him about his injury, his knee injury and everything. And he just kind of clammed up, didn't say anything. And that was the end of the interview. And he didn't give an exit interview <laughs> for the Clippers. And then before all that happened, it was reported that he was at odds with the Clippers training staff, which gave you, you know, flashbacks to when he had those issues with the San Antonio Spurs training staff. So uh, all that to say, I'm not here saying that, you know, this is definitely something that's going to happen, but I just feel like there's a lot of people who are just discounting it immediately because of what's happened in previous Mavs free agency failures. And I get that. I understand. I mean, you, you have a right to feel that way if you're one of those people. I'm just saying, you know, all the people who have been pining for Donnie Nelson and Rick Carlisle to get the boot over these last couple of years, and it finally happened. I mean, why? So now that it finally happened, people are still being pessimistic heading into this offseason. I mean, I get it to a certain extent, but at what point are people just like content being miserable? Why can't we just have a little bit of hope with this new regime? And if it doesn't happen, we can go back to being, the you know, the self-pity and yeah, the Mavs, they can't ever do anything in free agency and all that. But I mean, come on, let, let, let's have a, this is the time of year where we're allowed to dream a little bit. You know, uh, th this is the time of year where we can, invite these pipe dreams and especially since Luca's coming off of two straight all NBA seasons now you know it's just it, we're kind of in uncharted waters so again I'm not saying it's going to happen but I'm saying there's a greater chance of it happening than we've had in, in previous years so if you have somebody trying to steal your hope hit them with a mute button because I'm, I'm just not about that if you want to dream dream big because <laughs> it's it's very easy to come out and say, oh, this is not going to happen 100%. You know, it takes a little bit more guts to have some hope in it and put yourself out there uh, and see if it happens or not. So do, do you. Be the kind of fan you want to be. I'm not telling people how to be a fan. I'm just saying don't get mad at me because I'm out here saying there's a chance that this actually happens. So with all that being said, <laughs> I'm going to bring up our first uh, speaker here. Uh, listed as Discombob MFFL. How's Hello. it going, man? Uh, pretty good, man. You doing good? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm like I said before. I'm hopeful, and I'm gonna just soak all this in and continue to be as hopeful as I can for at least the next thirty days, and then we'll we'll reevaluate after that. But for now, I'm doing good. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, uh, two things. So one, the Kawhi thing. I'm with you. I don't know why people are really, like, doubting it. Because when you really think about it, Luka and Kawhi would probably be the best duo in the NBA. I mean, you look right. at the Nets, and they have a big three. But that duo right there, I mean, which would be unstoppable. Yeah, and it's not It's not like this is just coming from one source either. You know, it, Kevin O'Connor, he's the one that kind of – brought it to the national spotlight and had all these other guys like uh colin coward and uh nick wright and all those guys talking about it but 
even Skin Wade on his uh, show the other day, he said that he had talked to a person close to the situation that uh, said that if Kawhi did leave L.A., that he would 100%, you know, consider uh, the Mavericks just because they do have Luka. And he's seen up close and personal in the postseason the last two years what Luka's capable of <laughs> against his own Clippers team. You know, he could have eliminated – uh, the Clippers in two straight postseasons if he had a little bit more help. And the Clippers were considered to be title favorites both times. So you can't help but wonder if Kawhi Leonard is thinking, man, this dude is amazing. Like, imagine if I was playing with him instead of Paul George. And, I mean, to his credit, Paul George is great, but he's not Luka Doncic. Nope. <laughs> and, the, and the thing about it is that it's like – like you said, how everybody's talking about every like sports analyst, you know, I'll, I'll just sit there and watch it while I'm doing summer school. And um, they all agree. They're like, that would be unstoppable. And I mean, people are saying in the comments, I mean, he would have a lot more money living in Dallas too. And Dallas isn't too far from California, you know, Miami and New York, you know, that's the other side of, you know, the country. But I mean, four hour flight isn't that bad, you know, compared and to look. And look, I know people say like, oh, yeah, well, he's at, he's at home in, in L.A. And he doesn't want to, you know, that was the main reason he went to the Clippers and all that. But look, it's like with your own family and everything. It's great to be around family. But at a certain point, it's like, OK, well, it's a little bit too much. <laughs> can I get away for a little bit? And yep. it's not like that. Like you said, it's not like Dallas is that far away. You know Mark Cuban would be more than willing to lend his private plane to, to Kawhi any single time he wants to go home. You know, it's just it's not that big of a deal, uh, in my opinion. So, I mean, again, maybe I'm wrong, and somebody in the chat just said he's already lived in Texas, so, you know, why would he... Want- Dallas is a better city than San Antonio. I don't think people right, realize. Right. Dallas is a lot bigger than <laughs> people realize. I mean, DFW is... The Metroplex is one of the best places to live. It's very cheap and it's very nice. I mean, people act like Texas is some country, you know, s- state, but it's not. Now, look if if people want to use the if people want to use the excuse that, well, you know, he he's already got a better overall team around him in L.A. He's already in L.A. If people want to use that excuse, I'm okay with that. But if people want to use the excuse that, oh, well, you know, the Mavs, they've just never been able to to lure a big-time free agent, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm not with that. I don't give a, I mean, pardon my French, but I don't give a flying what the Mavs weren't able to do in the past when we have a brand new general manager and a head coach that, you know, questionable, we're, we're still questioning things about the, the head coach hire, but he He's has right. relationships with players. Exactly. And so. <laughs> and the thing, and that would just be amazing. But I mean, I'll let somebody else go. But the second thing is, is in free agency, I think if, you know, they miss on Kawhi and some other people, I think Gary Trent Jr. would be an amazing guy to go after. So that's just yeah. my opinion, though. But I appreciate the call, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate you coming up at all, as always. And, I mean, look, we there's, there's a lot of other guys where the Mavs could upgrade this roster if they went out and signed them this offseason too. And you, you saw what it was like the last time Kawhi was was an unrestricted free agent. He held up pretty much everything until his decision was made. So I don't feel like 
I don't feel like the Mavs would completely miss out on the rest of the the free agency uh, pool just if they go after Kawhi because he's going to be the biggest name on the market if he opts out and everybody else is going to wait and see what happens there before everything else starts rolling. And I don't think it's a situation like we have with Donnie Nelson where, you know, he was out to dinner with <laughs> with KP in 2019 when free agency started, uh, you know, instead of working the phones and, you know, getting ahead of stuff, they were content uh, to wait on Danny Green after they knew the Kimba thing wasn't going to happen. I don't think that's going to be the case this time around because like uh, my guy Kirk Henderson mentioned when I went on his pod earlier this week, it's something Bill Simmons used to refer to as pre-agency. You know, that, that's something the Mavs have never really uh, participated in over the years. And I don't know if that's just because they're a stickler about the rules, or that, you know, they don't want to potentially get in trouble or whatever. But the, the connections that Nico Harrison and Jason Kidd have around the league they're going to have a pretty good idea of what their realistic chances are of getting any of these guys are before they go into it. So I'm not worried about them uh, potentially missing out, you know, chasing Kawhi Leonard, because if they're, if they're going to wait around for Kawhi, I have a feeling this time they, they know they have a legit shot, but that's just my opinion. So next up we have our guy, Christian, Christian, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself, Dalton? I'm doing well, man. It's uh, I found out yesterday that I don't have to work on Monday, so my fourth weekend, my fourth of July weekend, just got so much better. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, I had. Uh, so usually I travel a lot for my job, and because I'm actually basically working in my home base, which is Vegas. Uh, I get Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off. So I've been like thrilled because other people Very are nice. traveling. So yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it watching some of the Euros right now. But um, I wanted to mention something that you uh, discussed, like the, the better team narrative, right? That the Clippers are a better team um, as currently constructed. And I I think the that kind of argument falls flat because if Kawhi came here, that that just wouldn't be the case. If you have Paul George as your one and, you know, that team's good. I'm not discounting how good they are. But when you have a duo of Luka and Kawhi, I just think that that's close to unstoppable. And I think some of the role players that we have are good as role players. We're just asking them to do way too much right now, where if you have someone like Kawhi that could create his own shot, you know, that can actually dribble the ball. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I think we're immediately contenders. I just, uh, you know, I, I liked what you guys had brought up on the pod the other day about Zach Levine. And I just don't trust anything what comes out right now about Kawhi because we've seen how quiet his camp is. So whenever someone reports on it, I, I'm a little bit weary um, but, you know, I do have hope with this new front office, in particular with Nico. And, you know, I said it the other day, like uh, the Pacers went from one dickhead coach to another dickhead coach. So I'll be interested to see how that goes. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of funny, you know, the, the two coaches that uh, that Luca and Trey Young, you know, supposedly 
ran off or teaming up together in, in Indiana now. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about Yeah, yeah, that's great. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I look, I agree with your with your point about the, uh, you know, the roster thing, uh, at least the point I made earlier, falling flat. Because, yeah, I mean, if Kawhi joins Luka, it's, you know, all bets are off. Uh, and I guess, I guess what I'm saying is though, like, you know, he, the Clippers have been able to beat the Mavs the last two years. And as much as we want to say, well, you know, it, it could have very well gone the other way if they had had a little bit more help. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is that Luca didn't have that help and the Clippers have just been a more well-rounded team overall. But again, you know, if, if, if you can look past the role player part of it, uh, I mean, you add Luca and Kawhi, I imagine you can get some pretty good veteran talent on, like, vet minimum deals or the, the MLE, you know, stuff like that. If, if you have those two guys, I'm pretty sure you can lure in some talent at, at discounted rates, you know. <laughs> uh, the Mavs doing that in 2019 was uh, was kind of suspect. I mean, they, they shouldn't have been... They shouldn't have been doing that kind of stuff. Or even in 2020, last year, you know, Phoenix, they offered uh, Drake Jay Crowder the full MLE for three years, and I think it was reported by uh, Tim Cato that the Mavs offered Crowder a one-plus-one with a team option for the second year. Like, how did they even think they even had a shot offering that? But, you know, if you have Luka and Kawhi, I think your chances of getting some of that higher end veteran talent on a little bit of a discount uh to fill out your roster is higher so and um, there's there's a lot of good or i i won't say good but like solid veteran talent that could be gone for cheap this year i think the free agency is weak at the top um but there actually is quite a few decent you know maybe you could pick up an auto porter for cheap coming off the the injury he's had tory craig like those little under the radar moves, if you were able to pull off something like that, I think, um, you know, we have an opportunity to really fill out the roster with some relatively cheap guys that are pretty. You know, and this is kind of going off track here, but you know, a guy who I would love to replace Boban with if, you know, if Boban, if we knew he wasn't as important to Luca as he is, Dwight Howard. Agreed. I would. I would love to replace Dwight Howard or replace Boban with Dwight Howard. <laughs> that just feels like a move that, you know, imagine having him starting uh, in those last couple of games of that Clipper series instead of Boban. I feel like that would be a plus move. But anyway, uh, Christian, anything else before I let you go here? No, just real quick. I wanted to say, you know, I think um... – you guys mentioned Levine on the last pod, and I think one important thing to keep, uh, like, pay attention in that context is he's never been to the playoffs. So I think for the Bulls, I think he actually likes being there. But I think if they don't make the playoffs this year, I, I couldn't imagine him staying. Um, so I think that opens up, you know, part of what you guys talked about in the pod. I think that's a real possibility. Um, and I agree with you on the Dwight thing, but as always, Dalton, you know, appreciate you having me up. Uh, hope you have a great weekend and you, you do the same Christian appreciate it as always. Uh, and yeah, I mean, look, 
the Levine thing, the biggest thing I'm looking for with Levine is he ha- he's going to have an opportunity to sign an extension this offseason. If he doesn't sign that extension, I think he could potentially be traded before, you know, he'll, he'll be traded before the tra- trade deadline if the Bulls aren't performing, you know, up to a suitable level for him. Because, I mean, even everybody said, oh, well, you know, COVID and the injuries and, and the stuff and stuff kept the Bulls from getting into the play-in. I mean, look, even when they were healthy and had Vooch and, and Levine together and everything, I mean, they, they were still playing 500 basketball because they don't have any defense at all. So I'm not saying they can't build around them. Uh, to make it to where Levine wants to stay and everything. But I just feel like uh, the clock is ticking. And if he doesn't sign an extension and they're still playing around 500 basketball and they're not even sniffing uh, the top half of the of the playoff bracket in the East, I think he's going to eventually want out. And, uh, yes, Christian, I saw you mention in the chat, he does share an agent with Luca, Billy Duffy. So that is that's something to look look out for as well if you're a basketball junkie then you know there's no better time of year than the nba playoffs twice a week jj reddick is cooking on his podcast the old man and the three he has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else including devin booker on why he talks so much trash ray allen's epic free throw competitions with lebron in miami and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, JJ breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, next, our guy, Xavier. Xavier, how, how you doing, man? There we go. How am I sounding? Oh, you sound great, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. So I'm not going to be a, a negative Nancy. I'm actually on your side, Dalton. And here's the thing. The difference is we have Luca instead of an agent, Dirk, right? So we can't say, well, this is just the history of the Mavs. Yeah, but the Mavs had an agent, Dirk. Now, 
Dirk was better for longer than a lot of people anticipated. But because of that, we weren't going to lower any major fish because no one wanted to hitch their wagon to an aging star. Versus now you have the opportunity to play with a player who's, how old is Luca? 21, 22 is that? So it's a much different scenario um, where we should be a lot more attractive. And even you saw that report that league executives were terrified that Giannis, if he didn't sign that extension, was going to come to Dallas. Now, KOC's report, hey, executives expect Kawhi would seriously consider the Mavericks. Of course. And even those reports like Brian Windhorst saying, oh, you know, how many players really want to play with Luka? Honestly, I think that's leaked by other execs because I think that they're fully aware that if we're ever able to get a legit second star next to Luka, we should be contenders for the next five to seven years, just off the strength for how young he is. So, look, I think you bring in a Nico because you're going whale hunting. And maybe the strategy didn't work um, in the past, but that doesn't mean the, stat- the strategy won't work moving forward. And we have a guy who people like. Um, I don't think – and we have Luca. So based on that, look, do I think Kawhi is even in LA? Nah, I don't. But if he were to decide that, you know what, he's done with Paul George being his number two, and because of his health – there's another thing to keep in mind with Kawhi is, does he trust that, that Paul George could be the number one? Because maybe Kawhi wants to fall back into more of a secondary role in order to preserve his, his quad and his knees. And maybe he recognizes that as he gets older, he's not going to be able to be the number one. Maybe next to Luka, he can slide into that number two role and kind of, you know, extend his prime. So, look, you never put anything past Kawhi. But if there's any big name on the free agent market, I think that's definitely worth talking about. The only thing I disagree about is the trade market, just because we don't have an offer that can compete with anyone's in in terms of um, trade. So unless a player specifically asks to come to Dallas and nowhere else, that's the only way we'll get our hands on the star via trade. But we don't have a, we don't have a competitive package um, elsewise. But that's what I had, Don. Yeah, and I mean, look, uh, you have to think that Kawhi, it's at least crossed his mind that, okay, yeah, Paul George is good. Uh, we've been good in the regular season for the last two years. But, you know, this postseason specifically, to go down 0-2 in two straight series, in the first round versus the Mavs, in the second round versus Utah, he had to fully exert himself to a level that was just like, holy crap, look at what Kawhi Leonard is doing. <laughs> Like, it was a level that, like, nobody can compete with, pretty much. I mean, when Kawhi is playing like he he did uh, in the last five games of the – well, four of the fi- last five games of the Mavs series and how he played uh, in, in the Utah series before he went out with that injury, it's just like, man, this dude could be the best player in the league <laughs> if he's playing like this. But he had to exert himself so much – to dig the Clippers out of those holes that, you know, that probably led to his his knee issue. Uh, and he, you're right. He has to be thinking like, man, if I was playing with Luka and this guy is, you know, the, the 22-year-old number one, he's fully capable of carrying a load. He's, you know, Kawhi's seen that up close and in person the last two years. You know, he's probably thinking, what could I do in a, a like a 1B role? With him, I mean, it, it would take a lot of pressure off both guys, and I think it would work out well for both guys as well. So, I, I'm just, again, I'm not trying to be out here and saying like, 
you know, this is 100% going to happen and uh, we should take all these reports to heart and everything. I'm just saying there's a, you know, when you hear stuff from multiple sources, uh, whether it's local and national or whatever, when it's coming from multiple places, there's usually a little bit of substance to it. Hey, Don, do you know who was the happiest that Giannis resigned in Milwaukee? It was the other 28 teams, honestly. 100%. Because they were, they were so excited that he stayed there because they know he's locked into a team that maybe can compete for a title this year, possibly next. But after that, they have no real vehicle to get better. They don't have young talent other than DiVincenzo. They won't have any draft picks. So they know that that's a sinking ship. Whereas, as opposed to if he would have came to Dallas or a team like us, man, I mean, we would have set the league on fire. So I think the other 20 teams are ecstatic that Giannis um, is staying. And I think a lot of teams are like, you know what? There is a better basketball situation, right? We may not be L.A. We may not be this big market or this big attractive team. But basketball-wise, we make the most sense for any superstar out there that wants to find a new place. So, hey, um, I have hope just like you. Well, I just I don't think anybody, whether it's a whether it's a superstar that's on the market or even like one of those second, third tier players that the Mavs could definitely use as well. I don't think anybody can look at what the Mavs or really Luca specifically has done these last two years and think, man, I don't think I could win a championship with that guy. I think it's the complete opposite. <laughs> I think people realize, like, you know, if we if we just get a little bit more help around that dude then the sky is the limit. So, and again, if you have big names, like say Giannis hadn't signed the, the Supermax with Milwaukee, it would have been the same concept as when, uh, you know, the last time Kawhi Leonard was on the unrestricted free agency market. People are going to wait until the first, or until the first big domino or first two big dominoes fall uh, before making a lot of decisions, you know, on going elsewhere, because there's a lot of, a lot of you know money is tied up until those decisions are made. Uh, so I'm I'm not worried about the Mavs missing out. Now I may have been worried more about it two years ago, or even further back. But like you mentioned, this isn't the same situation with an aging Dirk where we're just you know we're just hoping without having any kind of reasonable explanation for our hope. <laughs> this is a different situation. It's uncharted waters, in my opinion. Because we've never had a player like, like, with all due respect to Dirk, he wasn't this good this early. Uh, now, he eventually got there, and he, he had the consistency, and he ended up being an all-time great and everything. But, you know, if, if Luka continues on this path he's on now, it's not even going to be close before it's over with. Uh, and, again, I, I, you're talking to one of the biggest Dirk guys ever, I uh, love that dude, and it almost feels blasphemous to say it, but, I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. The, the Mavs have never been in this situation before with a guy this good, this young, before he signed his Supermax. You know, I mean, we got we to gotta start taking that into consideration. And now they've got guys in the front office with connections, and it's a fresh look. Uh, people are worried that it doesn't matter because, ultimately, Cuban has the final say on stuff. But, hey, you know, we'll see. All I'm saying is for at least the next month, we can afford to be hopeful again. And it's not just, you know, it's not for no reason. We're not just doing it obliviously. (laughs) But let me ask you a question. And maybe people in the chat can chime in. So 
it's possible. It would take some maneuvering, but it is possible, even with Luca's extension, to find a way to create enough cap space next offseason for a potential max players. So with the understanding that we have a new regime in place, would you be okay if they just pretty much did nothing outside of maybe sign players to one-year deals if you thought that we would have a legitimate shot at an actual star in free agency next offseason? Or do you think that based on all the stuff that has occurred this offseason, we need to do everything we can to improve this upcoming year's team? It's a good question. And look, regardless of who is in charge in the Mavs front office, new regime or not, I am completely against plan powder. I I am so against that X that I just I can't express it enough how much I hate plan powder. So we have seen time and time again in the NBA where if if stars now I'm not saying you know the second third tier guys, but if stars if they want to come to your team if they want to come to your city, they're going to find a way to get there no matter what. You know teams will move mountains to get them there. And there's always another team you can shed salary, you know, to, to create room to do that. So I'm going to say no. I, I say you go for it now, even if you're signing a bunch of, you know, deals that are beyond one year, just do it. I mean, you you can eventually, tra- if you sign good players, this you can always trade good players. So I'm not saying go out and, you know, pay $20 million to a third tier guy that, has absolutely no business making it, but you can go out and overpay for, for good players. Like, uh, like take your guy, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie X. Uh, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me too, but uh, take your guy, Spencer Dinwiddie. You know, he's not my first choice and he's had, he's had some injury issues, but he's still young and he's a good player. And I'd be okay with them signing him for, you know, somewhere in that, 15 million ish or, or a little bit up from that range for a couple years, uh, given his abilities when healthy. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. That, that's where I'm at. I'm just so against plan powder that I can't, I just, I can't even bring myself to go there because if we get to 2022 free agency and Zach Levine is still on the market as he's currently projected to be, and the whole class is really stacked, has the potential to be stacked, I just feel like. Uh, any of those guys who say, I want to play with Luca, it's going to happen. They're going to find a way to make it happen. So, no, no. Let's do not save cap space. Go improve now. Worry about cap space later. All right. All right. Next up, Nathan. Nathan, what's up, man? What's up, Dalton? Ah, uh, you know. Just your, Can you hear me? Just your typical Saturday. Uh. First of all, I just wanted to go ahead and say we're getting Kawhi. I'm all in. I'm diving head first. Uh, with no <laughs> oh, there issues, we go. No nothing. We're getting Kawhi. Um, second of all, I'm not saying that we don't need to improve the team. All right. Obviously, we got to we have to improve this roster. But you getting Kawhi? Like how? I legitimately hurt my brain thinking about how on earth you would defend Luca and Kawhi on the on the court together. And that just automatically takes so much stress off of every other player that we end up with on this roster around those two. I mean, a, a C-minus guy automatically becomes a B-minus guy in my head. I mean, like, remember Eddie House with the Celtics, that Celtics team with 
the big three. Like, we don't need much. We just need to throw an Eddie House out there that can hit a wide-open three or, like, a Brendan Haywood from 2011 that can rebound and, and get a basket under the goal. Like, you get Kawhi, and you <laughs> Kawhi and Luka, they're not going to need much. Not to say that we don't need to get some pieces, but, my goodness, I I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we've been talking about for weeks here now. They need, they need whether it's Kawhi or somebody else, they need somebody who can come in there and knock other guys down on the, the, the talent totem pole. <laughs> it needs to be more balanced. And, you know, getting Kawhi in there would, would automatically do that. And then you could add some more people uh, around the edges where you need it. But, uh, Nathan, I love the, the optimism there, man. That's, <laughs> I, I came out and said, look, I'm not predicting this. I'm just saying there, there's a chance. And then Nathan comes on here and says, no, I, I'm straight up telling you guys he's coming to Dallas. <laughs> hey, I'll be, I'll be your optimism translator. I will full send this thing. No parachute head first. We're getting Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I don't care what has happened in the past. It's like you said, new regime. I was pissed at first when we, when, when I heard the news that, that Rick was gone and we got Jason Kidd and all that. But I don't, I don't care, man. Let's do it. I don't, 2011 Mavs hold, hold, uh, I don't care if our entire administration is former Mavericks players. I just, let's, let's full send this thing, baby. Let's go. Let's ride. Kawhi or, or bust. Man, I, Nathan, I appreciate you coming on and I appreciate the, the unwilting, uh, or unwithering optimism there. That's, that's incredible. I love it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, look, I, I'm not, I'm not completely there yet, but I'm just saying, man, I, where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, you, you can't. If he decides he's going to leave the Clippers, I mean, I mentioned it the other day, but there is not another, there's not another player in the league when healthy who could be, in my opinion, a better fit next to Luca than Kawhi. I, I just, I feel like that's. I feel like that's the perfect, uh, the perfect combination there. So, all right, next up, Austin, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I uh, I got in here a little late, so I apologize if anything I say is uh, redundant. But uh, yeah, I like the the conversation. I think with all the change this off season, you know, I definitely had my moments where I was disappointed with maybe some of the hires or whatever, but kind of like Nathan, like I'm just ready to jump in, commit to being optimistic. And like you just said, I don't think there's, if you could just like build the prototype of who would be perfect next to Luka Doncic, it's Kawhi Leonard. Like he is the exact prototype player that you want next to him. And I think it's not unreasonable to think that he could make that decision. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, he left a team that had just won a title that probably could have, you know, ran it back in the East and, and he just walked away from that. And, you know, I, I don't think it's unreasonable. I mean, if, if we don't get Kawhi, then I'm, I'm on board with like you and Christian said, we gotta, we gotta just add, talented basketball players whether it's DeRozan Lowry Conley you know even Dwight Howard I mean just people that can get on the floor 
and actually make an impact that isn't negative. I think that is, is the main goal. So, um, I don't really have, you know, too much, too much more to add, but I, I do think we're probably saying goodbye to Timmy. I think that's, that's just got to be part of the puzzle, which, you know, I feel like I'll get your take on this. I feel like we've hit our ceiling as a team when depending on Tim Hardaway, which I love the guy. I would love to see him stay, but I think we're at our ceiling with him in our rotation. Well, look, I, I'd love to have Tim Hardaway Jr. back. Obviously, he was he was he's been great for the Mavs these last two years. But it's almost like you can you can start to see the writing on the wall a little bit, especially if you take uh, take some of uh, Mark Cuban's recent comments he's made, uh, some of his public speaking things. Uh, you know, he basically, <laughs> whether it was unintentional or not, he kind of like shivved. Uh, KP and, and THJ a little bit uh, saying that it, you know, it's just not enough. And I mean, he's, he's just telling the truth, but you know, and then we have these rumors coming out uh, not too far after that saying that Tim Hardaway Jr. is intrigued by the idea of <laughs> signing with the Miami heat uh, where he's from. So you have all that going on. And I mean, I, I don't think they've reached their ceiling if they can add pieces around them, but you know, given the money that Hardaway Jr. is likely going to command on this uh, free agency market this summer, you know, it, it could it could very well be the case. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with that because you know he's when he's hot when he's in his exact role he's probably worth that $20 million contract that he's likely going to get, you know, when he's not asked to be the second leading scorer on a team night in and night out. I think he's a great player, but, and, you know, Xavier, I know probably has a difference of opinion on DeRozan. I know in the past he's disagreed on that point a little bit, but I just want a guy that, if Luca wants to come up the court and just kind of stand there for like 30 seconds, like the offense doesn't completely shut down. Like just give me someone that knows how to dribble adequately, which is hard to come by on the current roster. And if we had to sacrifice the money that Tim would, would need to get a DeRozan or to get another, you know, a Dinwiddie or whatever that can create his own shot, I, I think that's the route we got to go. However, let's go Nathan, Kawhi Leonard, Dallas Maverick. Um, I'm here for it. Yeah, and I mean, but the thing I like about the, the Tim Hardaway, uh, I guess you, I won't call it a dilemma, but the situation is like, say if he does sign in Miami for around $20 million, you know, they've got Goran Dragic on a, uh, they've got a team option for around $20 million for him. Uh, well, I think that's right, or maybe, maybe I'm overstating that. Maybe the total deal was twenty. Anyway, regardless, they have a team option on Dragic, and uh, you know there could be a like a sign and trade situation there. And finally, two years later, the <laughs> the Mavericks could end up uh, with Goran Dragic and have a you know some some good help uh, from a guy who can create and and all that good stuff. But going back to the Kawhi Leonard thing. The thing that really has me, I guess, more optimistic than most people on it is uh, 
So I, I don't have like, I'm, I'm not going to call this guy a source, but I talk to people, you know, not, not just Mavs people. And there's this one Clippers guy who, you know, he's, he's credentialed, he's plugged in, he's around the, the team, you know, all the time. And I, you know, when that Kawhi stuff came out, I just sent him a message. I was like, Hey, I mean, what, what do you think about this? This BS or, you know, is there something to it? And he was just like, he was like, look, on the one hand, you want to think it's BS because there hasn't been any, you know, there hasn't been any smoke around it through the entire regular season and everything. But he said, on the other hand, you know, he's reached out to Kawhi's camp about him potentially being, you know, upset with the Clippers training staff and everything, and he can't get anybody to give him an answer on it. So <laughs> with, with that being said, he's like, uh, you kind of wonder, well, is this a repeat of the San Antonio situation? You know, the the fact of the matter is nobody knows because, you know, he his, his camp is so tight. He doesn't talk about it. Uh, and, you know, the Mavs, they're notorious for, you know, not really letting out full information uh, on injuries and stuff like they, the Seth Curry. That's the main one that I think about, you know, two, three, I think it was three years ago, three or four years ago. Anyway, you know, he had a, like a hairline fracture in his leg or something like that. And they kept calling it leg soreness for like two months. And then finally it came out like, okay, yeah, he has a hairline <laughs> fracture and has to have surgery and he's out for the rest of the season. So maybe there's like maybe there's an upside to the Mavs being the way they are about that stuff. Maybe this is a situation where it will actually help them. <laughs> I don't know. I just know that you know even Clippers people are just like it's likely he he isn't going to leave LA, but they don't know that for sure because because his camp is just so weird about it. So that's that's yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I think all of that, uh, Nathan in the chat said, sounds like a done deal. <laughs> so I uh, I think if you look at it from a pure basketball standpoint, you know, in past years with every big free agent, like Big Fish, like I have my Mavs goggles on, I'm like, of course, why wouldn't they want to play in Dallas? But this is like the first situation where I'm like, just pure basketball it makes so much sense for Kawhi. If he were going to leave LA, I don't think there's a better destination than Dallas with Luca 22 years old. I mean, and, and you could still, you can still keep KP in that situation if the cards fell a certain way. And KP, I I saw Christian say this earlier. KP is a third option is phenomenal. He just can't be relied on to be that second guy, which he may not love being pushed even further down the pecking order. But, um, you know, there's there's so much of a perfect fit for Kawhi in Dallas if he were to choose it. And like you said, he he moves in silence, and it seems like the exact kind of thing he would actually be considering. So I'm pretty optimistic as well. Maybe I shouldn't be, but... Uh, you know, that's, that's just my two cents. I appreciate you having me up here. Enjoy hearing everyone's opinions and stuff on the, on the, uh, on the chat. So I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me up again. Yes, sir. We appreciate it. Austin. have a great, uh, 4th of July weekend and, uh, 
keep living the pipe dream, man. We're we're all doing that right now. But let me let me put on a my, my tin foil hat here for a second, and we're we are not gonna <laughs> spend any time talking about this. But I do want to throw it out there before we get off. Uh, you know, when when Kawhi was trying to make his decision the last time, he had it orchestrated to where. He basically told the Clippers, you trade for Paul George, and I'm signing with you. And to the Clippers' credit, they were able to trade for Paul George. Uh, Paul George, and he, he credits uh, uh, Sam Presti for, you know, working it out. And Chris Paul does the same thing. You know, he works with his players to get them where they want to go. Uh, that happened, and sure enough, Kawhi signed with the Clippers. So, what if we were in a situation where, you know, we had all that smoke around Dame uh, last week and there's the connections with him and he wanted Jason Kidd as his head coach and he's close with Nico Harrison. You know, what if Kawhi is like, okay, Dallas, you find a way to go out there and trade for Dame or Dame come out and say, you know, I want to be in Dallas and they end up making that trade. And, you know, you don't keep KP in that situation. I mean, what what if they're able to do that and then you go out and sign Kawhi? <laughs> Boom. Head explodes. Okay. Sorry to drop all that on you, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's another – this is, you know, called living the pipe dream for this particular episode. So I wanted to uh, – hold on. Oh, yeah, Matt. Uh, Matt Caldwell in the chat says, I can't think like that. It's unhealthy. <laughs> Look, it is, and I'm not going to think about it uh, for the rest of the day. I'm going to, you know, wipe it clean. I'm going to keep it. Uh, my singular focus is going to be on Kawhi. But <laughs> uh, the chat's going, yeah, we, we have gone off the rails here. So I'm going to stop it right there. Just wanted to give you guys a little something exciting to think about as we got off. But. Uh, look, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, great talk today. Like I said, I'm not telling you guys how to be a fan. Uh, I'm not telling people who are uh, pessimistic that they they don't have a right to be. Y'all definitely do. I'm just saying don't steal the hope from others. If you can't be hopeful this time of year, especially with all the changes the Mavs have made, I mean, there's not going to be a, a better time that you can be hopeful. This is it. This is the time where the pipe dream stuff is fun and it actually has a chance because in 30 days, no matter what happens, we'll know what, what the deal is. We'll, we'll be past this point. So this is the time to have fun with it. So, Guys, I appreciate it. Y'all be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Uh, we've been giving out some shirts for people doing that. Just add your Twitter at or your Instagram app. So appreciate y'all's time today, guys. Y'all have a great 4th of July weekend, and we'll see you next time. Y'all have a good one. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute.